Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Bringing Anti-VEGF Therapy into Focus, Comparing and Integrating Treatments for Retinal Vein Occlusion. To access the full program and supporting materials, visit www.answersincme.com forward slash JZM860. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Regeneron Pharmaceuticals Incorporated. Hi, I'm Dr. Diana Doe, Professor of Ophthalmology and Vice Chair of Clinical Affairs at the Byers Eye Institute of Stanford University School of Medicine. There remains an unmet need to effectively treat patients with vision loss due to retinal vein occlusion. Most of these patients have macular edema. The mainstay of treatment for retinal vein occlusion remains intravitreal anti-VEGF therapy. When encountering a patient with a retinal vein occlusion, we typically classify them as having either a branch retinal vein occlusion or a central retinal vein occlusion. In a branch retinal vein occlusion, the thrombus is usually at the arterial venous crossing, whereas in a CRVO, the thrombus occurs in the central retinal vein. Both conditions can lead to macular edema and vision loss. The gold standard treatment for macular edema due to any type of retinal vein occlusion includes intravitreal anti-VEGF therapy. The three most commonly used agents include a flibercept or ranibizumab, both of which are FDA approved, or off-label bevacizumab. Now let's look at the available anti-VEGF agents for the treatment of macular edema. Aflibercept and ranibizumab are both FDA-approved for both BRVO and CRVO. In addition, bevacizumab is off-label use for macular edema due to RVO pathologies. The LEVO study was a comparative randomized clinical trial evaluating aflibercept, ranibizumab, and off-label bevacizumab for the treatment of macular edema due to retinal vein occlusion. The study showed that all three agents were effective in improving visual acuity, and these agents also resulted in reductions in macular edema when dosed appropriately. In addition to visual acuity benefits, all three of these anti-VEGF agents, aflibercept, ranibizumab, or bevacizumab, also resulted in reductions in retinal edema on OCT. The key summary from our learnings show that intravitreal anti-VEGF therapy remains the gold standard treatment of macular edema due to either branch or central retinal vein occlusion. Now let's discuss the safety of intravitreal anti-VEGF treatments for retinal vein occlusion. The most safety data available is associated with either FDA-approved aflibercept or ranibizumab a Cochrane meta-analysis looked at adverse events, and we discovered that anti-VEGF agents are a very safe treatment option for patients who have vision loss due to retinal vein occlusion. The ocular adverse events related to these therapies are very low and typically only related to the injection procedure. There's a very low risk of endophthalmitis or retinal tear or retinal detachment associated with intravitreal injections. In addition, the risk for systemic adverse events is also very low. 
given the low dose of intravitreal anti-VEGF therapy, the risk for any arterial thromboembolic event in the systemic circulation is extremely low. What are the most common injection-related adverse events? Congenital hemorrhage, occasional eye pain, mild increase in intraocular pressure, or vitreous floaters have been noted in clinical trials. These non-serious adverse events typically resolve shortly after the injection. Of course, with any intraocular injection, there are rare events such as endophthalmitis or retinal tear or retinal detachment, but these are very low risk and tend to occur less than 1%. The key summary of safety of intravitreal anti-VEGF therapies and retinal vein occlusion tell us that these therapies are extremely safe. The risks for ocular adverse events, particularly endophthalmitis or retinal detachment, appear extremely low and less than 1%. In addition, the risk for any systemic adverse events is also very low, and there appears to be no safety signal associated with ranibizumab, aflibercept, or off-label bevacizumab in these patients. In this session, we will discuss adverse event monitoring and management strategies for patients who are undergoing intravitreal anti-VEGF therapy for macular edema due to retinal vein occlusion. The most serious adverse events that can occur with intravitreal anti-VEGF therapy include endophthalmitis, retinal tear, retinal detachment, or intraocular inflammation. Fortunately, any of these serious adverse events are very rare. Patients who come in with acute changes in their vision need to be assessed in the clinic and examined carefully. If a patient has signs of endophthalmitis, then they need to be treated appropriately. But how do we prevent this from occurring? The use of topical povidone iodine is recommended for any intravitreal injection, and this helps to reduce the risk of infection. If a patient has post-injection intraocular inflammation that does not appear to be associated with an infection, then sometimes topical corticosteroids can be used to treat the inflammation. When we monitor patients long-term for retinal vein occlusion, of course, we're using our ocular imaging devices such as OCT to evaluate macular edema to prompt us to treat the patients. In addition, we are monitoring if we're using intravitreal steroids, the intraocular pressure, or the cataract formation to look for adverse events related to intravitreal steroids. Fortunately, with intravitreal anti-VEGF agents, we have not seen long-term increases in eye pressure or cataract progression. In summary, intravitreal anti-VEGF agents remain a safe and effective treatment option for patients with macular edema due to retinal vein occlusion. In this session, we're going to take a close-up view of integrating anti-VEGF therapy for retinal vein occlusion, and we'll look at dosing regimens. When we look at treating patients with macular edema due to retinal vein occlusion, and we use intravitreal anti-VEGF therapy, we can administer them on fixed dosing, as-needed dosing, or treat and extend. Many retina specialists, when choosing either a flibercept, ranibizumab, or bevacizumab, typically like to employ a treat and extend regimen. 
I typically prefer an FDA-approved agent, such as a Flibercept or Ranibizumab, because of their excellent efficacy and safety records. Although all three are very effective in improving vision and reducing edema, there is evidence that a Flibercept, because it's allowed to be dosed every eight weeks, may have slightly longer durability in the eye compared to the other anti-VEGF agents. And that's why it's become a preferred agent in many retina specialists for the extended durability and also effectiveness at improving macular edema. In my clinical practice, Treat and Extend is a proactive, individualized regimen where I will treat the patient with their macular edema, and then if they have a good response, extend the next dosing interval by two weeks. When we look at optimizing outcomes and using the Treat and Extend algorithm, we evaluate the patient, look at the ocular imaging, such as optical coherence tomography and visual acuity, and see their response to the prior injection. If they've had a good response with reduction in retinal edema, I'll typically give them another treatment and then extend the next visit by two weeks knowing that I will give them a treatment again, and if they have a good response, further extend the next interval. This allows the patient to hopefully have fewer injections over time while still maintaining the benefits of vision gain and reductions in retinal edema. In summary, anti-VEGF agents remain the gold standard for the treatment of retinal vein occlusion with macular edema, and there are different dosing regimens that can be used now let's focus on communication and counseling approaches to improve outcomes in retinal vein occlusion. Many patients still need guidance on adhering to treatment regimens in order to maximize visual acuity gains. How can we obtain the best visual acuity outcomes for our patients? When we look at the clinical trials of a Flibercept or Ranibizumab for retinal vein occlusion, we know that those treatment regimens included fixed monthly dosing for up to six months, and we saw tremendous visual acuity gains. Therefore, when I counsel my patients, I do mention to them that nearly monthly dosing, especially in the beginning, usually results in the best vision gains and the most reductions in macular edema. If patients cannot come in monthly, then certainly we can tailor the approach to each individual patient. And that's why many retina specialists also employ Treat and Extend, which allows you to treat the patient at each visit if they're doing well, but yet extend the next follow-up visit by two to four weeks to try to decrease the number of injections over time. Regardless of which treatment regimen you'll choose for your patient, it's important to avoid undertreatment because we know persistent macular edema in the retina is not good and can lead to slow vision loss over time. In my clinical practice, when I start treat and extend with anti-VEGF agents, I remind my patients that it's important to adhere to our regimen because macular edema can recur if visits are missed. It's important to stress this early on in the treatment approach in order to help patients understand and maximize their vision gains.
In summary, today's program looked at the treatment for macular edema due to either branch retinal vein occlusion or central retinal vein occlusion. The gold standard treatment remains intravitreal anti-VEGF therapy. The three most commonly used anti-VEGF agents are FDA-approved aflibercept or ranibizumab or off-label bevacizumab. Although there are different dosing regimens that can be used when treating patients with retinal vein occlusion, the most commonly used one is treat and extend. Thank you for allowing me to discuss these regimens with you today. Thank you for listening. Please visit www.answersincme.com forward slash JZM860 to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.